Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cd for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. Hey guys, back at the playground again, huh? Yep. You know what this playground could use? A wine country. Heck yeah, and some waves. So we could go surfing. Oh, yeah. <laughs> ah, love that. A redwood forest would be cool. I'm in. Ah, ski slopes. Let's do it. Um, tenor girl go shopping. Yeah, baby. Wait. Did we just invent California? Discover why California is the ultimate playground at visitcalifornia.com. Hi, I'm Rick Tittle, and this is the Rick Tittle Podcast on the 8Side Network. Join me as I get busy with the biggest names in sports and entertainment. Welcome back to the show. Rick Tittle with you coast to coast and around the world on the American Forces Radio Network. Speaking of the American Forces Radio Network, we have uh, one of our own on the horn right now. And that is former Special Forces sniper and UFC athlete Tim Kennedy. He has a brand new memoir called Scars and Stripes, an unapologetically American story of fighting the Taliban, UFC warriors, and myself. Tim, welcome to the show. Let's start off with that last word, myself. What were some of the things that you needed self-discipline to overcome your own faults? (laughs) Uh, that question insinuates that there's going to be one, you know, like there were, there were dozens, man, my ego being probably the first and worst enemy. Uh, you know, I, uh, was born not with any athletic prowess. I was uh, kind of predispositioned to be a weak, not capable athlete. And I wouldn't accept that. So I ended up, um, you know, after losing literally every single game and every single match I ever played as a child, you know, working my way to fight for world titles and main event fights in the UFC. So there, there were, there were a lot of failures and there were a lot of struggles. Um, some of them are in that book. Uh, that's, that's part of the, the wild, wild, extraordinary journey. That's been my, my pretty dumb life. How much for you, the, the Chris Kyle story, Bradley Cooper, and of course he was a seal, but how much of that was, was real and how much do you think that was Hollywood? Uh, the movie, or the book, let's go movie. I didn't read the book. <laughs> Yeah, uh, a lot of Hollywood was in there. You know, like, uh, Chris is a great guy. We were in Iraq at the same time. Um, and seeing all of the struggles that, that, that we face kind of be right there in front of you on the movie was great. Uh, I, do, I do wish that they understood what those struggles are like and they painted them in, in a light that was, that was accurate and true. Uh, like, which, which is what I tried to do in this book. Like, I really tried to be vulnerable. I really tried to be transparent so people could firsthand see what it looks like to, 
to have to fight through some of these these demons that we all carry. When you think about cycling back, you know, just speaking of Hollywood, like the end of the Hurt Locker, he's there with his kid and in the grocery store, and he's like, I, I can't take it. I, I, I got to go back. Um, how, how hard was that for you to cycle back and be a civilian again? I mean, I'm, I'm still in. Um, you know, I still have two and a half years until I retire. Uh, so I'm still in special forces and, you know, I deployed last year for six months. Mm-hmm. I, um, I, I, of all the military movies, the Hurt Locker, I think is the worst. You know, I, I think it really poorly portrays uh, the veteran, um, h- how we, how we handle stress and how we behave. And, hmm. um, you know, I have, I, I, of course, miss being abroad, and I, I miss working with special operations. And any time that I'm not doing that work, I, I always wish that I were, because it's the greatest job in the world, and we do the greatest, the greatest things for as many people as we can. But the, um, yeah, kind of like the Hollywood glamorization of it. It's always, it's always funny. So for you, you know, putting on a green beret. And I think about, you know, silver wings upon their chest. These are men, America's best. I mean, did you learn that lyric by lyric, or is that kind of like a little too uh, cheesy? Yeah, a little too on the nose. I mean, it's a great song. I do love that song. I get goosebumps every time I hear it, you know. But the uh, it's um, definitely a... a uh, an, not overplayed... We, you know, like we, in, there's no point in, in in the Green Beret process. Are they taking taking tests about if you know the ballad of the Green Beret? Uh, we, I mean, but with that said, I love that song. I love it. I love it. I love it. You know, like I get goosebumps and feel like crying every time I hear it. How hard was it for you when you put pen to paper and you're like, "Look, I'm exposing everything, and it's going to be humiliating at times, but I'm doing this as is cathartic, and I'm going to help other people with this." How how hard was it for you to bury yourself like this to the public? Uh, it wasn't hard because I knew it was the right thing. You know, it was um, it wasn't a tough decision because I knew that society needed it right now. As as everything is curated and you know Instagram filters and fakeness everywhere that we look, you know it's um, it, it, it's time for people to just to be reminded it's okay to be human it's okay to not be perfect you know your farts stink too and uh you know you fail just like i do (laughs) all right and i know you got to run here in a second so then you think about how fascinating your life has been and then ufc so when was it wait i can do this i want to do this they want me to do this what was that like i i had been fighting since i was a kid I had been competing uh, in, mar- in mixed martial arts and martial arts, you know, pretty much my whole entire life. And uh, even before I went to the military, I was a competitive mixed martial arts athlete. So when I was like sneaking away on weekends when I was in the military to go and fight in the UFC, um, you know, it's it's because I love fighting. So then when I was able to do it for the army and then you know, like be sponsored by the military, yeah, you know, I, I was. I was, I was thrilled. You know, I get to I get to do the two things that I love: be part of the greatest fighting force in the history of mankind, and also be able to go and fight. Very cool. Last question for you, just out of curiosity: your weapon system as a sniper with your spotter? Are we talking M twenty four or something a little bigger? 
Uh, it's it's not 1992 anymore. Uh, <laughs> the, uh, it was a great platform, you know. Obviously, in sniper school, that was that was the gun that I used going through sniper school in, in the mid 2000s. Mm-hmm. Um, we've phased away from that. You know, you see six five Creedmoor, three hundred Win Mag, three thirty at Lapua. So it, it kind of depends on what I'm shooting and how far I'm shooting something from. The uh, I'm a huge fan of six five Creedmoor. I love the t- twenty eight Nosler and thirty one Nosler and thirty three Nosler. They're uh, great, great bullets. What about a Barrett 50? Yeah, so if I'm shooting a vehicle, um, <laughs> the, you know, Barrett's, I, I have one right here. It's it's a great gun. All right. Well, everybody, it's a fascinating book. We were just scratching the surface. Uh, Tim Kennedy along with Nick Palmashano. It's called Scars and Stripes, an unapologetically American story of facing the Taliban, UFC Warriors, and myself. Tim, uh, thanks for everything you've done. And as you said, you're still active. Continue to do. And good luck with this book, man. It's going to be a big hit. Absolutely, man. Thank you so much. You're listening to the Rick Tittle Podcast on the 8th Side Network. Stay tuned for more. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cb for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 max. Maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. Tired of restless nights? Meet Lisa, the sleep experts. <sighs> Here at Lisa, we know that good sleep is essential for mental, physical, and emotional health. That's why their mattresses are made for exceptional comfort and support, catering to every sleep need. Check out Lisa's Sapira Hybrid Mattress, named best hybrid mattress five years running. Sleep hot? The Chill Collection is built with cool-to-the-touch top fabric and layers of high-density comfort foams, all intended to remove excess body heat while maximizing comfort. With Lisa, getting a new mattress has never been easier. Delivery is free, and you have 100 nights to try out your mattress in the comfort of your home. Don't spend another night dreaming of better sleep. For a limited time, save up to $700 off select mattresses plus two free pillows. Go to lisa.com forward slash iHeart for an additional $50 off mattresses and select goods. That's l-e-e-s-a dot com forward slash iHeart. Exclusions apply. See lisa.com for more details. Thank you for that, and uh, welcome back to the show. Nice to have you with us. Rick Tittle with you coast to coast and around the world on the American Forces Radio Network. Speaking of that, it's great to uh, welcome a vet to the show, Staff Sergeant James Holen. He's the founder of Set Apart Farms, Healing Veteran Families, Semper Credemus, and uh, their mission is to provide temporary free housing to United States veterans and their families facing homelessness and to support these families during a medical recovery, utilizing the VA and community services and promoting a healthy faith-based lifestyle. Sergeant, thanks for uh, coming on the show today, and this is a very important thing because, as you know, a lot of times veterans cycle back and they get spit out onto the street and completely forgotten. So when did you decide to, uh, to, to help out your, your fellow troops there? Uh, well, it was kind of a, a forged and fire sort of situation where uh, it was something me and my family had to go through uh, and experience. And when we came out on the other end, uh, you know, could have gone back to life as usual or, you know, we decided to go back into the muck and pull more out and develop something that, was, that, that wasn't there for us and for my family uh, and, and really start to, 
really start to change the way that we're we're approaching uh, healing these veterans. You know, to quit leaving half the ingredient out. Um, we we like to take the take the veteran out of out of their element, out of the unit, and give them all the resources and tools, and then expect them to just take it home and then uh, you know have it work. And and it doesn't work that way. You, you have to you have to incorporate the entire unit there. Uh, same way we train. Uh, in the military, if we train our fire team or we train our squad or our platoon, we do it together. We don't just take the leader away from the unit, give them all the tools, and then say, okay, go make it happen. Uh, you know, we train them together as a unit, and that's what these families are. That's now that, that veteran's unit is his family or her family. Um, you know, you look at the military, a lot of times what you do for your for your subordinates, for your, your service members, your fire team, your platoon squad, you provide for them, lead them, guide them, um, you know, keep them safe. And that's the same thing you do for your family. That's your unit now. And so we need to quit splitting these units up and uh, and then try to, you know, say, well, why isn't any of this working? And I think it kind of goes back, in a way, to the Marine Corps' no man left behind, right? Oh, absolutely. You know, they, they love to say it's not just the, 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 the military service member that serves. It's the whole family that serves. Um, so that the whole family serves, why are we just casting out the family once they're done with the military? We'll give benefits to the veterans, but the, the family doesn't get any of that. Um, and we, we've got to change that. Um, and uh, you know, and, and with us, you know, they, there's a big saying in the in the military, especially the Marine Corps, knowledge is power. Well, that may be true. Without experience, that knowledge can be misplaced. So when we went through our experiences and what we did, you know, we I ended up with a botched surgery out of the VA that left me uh, left me uh, pretty much half uh, paralyzed, and. Uh, and my wife, you know, immediately got thrust into the full-time caregiver role, also while raising a two-year-old little girl. And um, it was a very difficult situation. About 18 months went where I was pretty much a professional VA patient, 11 to 13 appointments a week, mm. trying to figure out what they went, you know, where they went wrong and how to fix it. And uh, during that time, you know, savings can dwindle pretty quick <laughs> when you're not, not able to go to work. And uh, as far as my spouse, she wasn't even able to go to work at that time because, like I said, she was literally having to, take care of me, drive me to all these appointments, help me even get dressed and shower, um, all the while trying to raise our, our two-year-old daughter. And, uh, you know, so we, we early on through this process, when we saw this, we're in trouble, what are we going to do? And we start reaching out to different organizations or, or individuals and explaining the situation to them, we started to see some gaps there and some issues and problems. Um, the first one being, you know, if we called 10 organizations, in a day and said and explained the situation, explained what happened and asked, you know, what do we do from here? We need some help. Uh, eight of those 10 organizations would immediately deny me any services because I didn't have a drug or alcohol addiction, mm. um, which is, which is wild. You'd think it'd be the other way around. Mm. If I had an addiction to something, you'd say, let's get you clean and sober. And then we're going to help you and your family out. But unfortunately it's the other way around because that's where the grant money is. That's where the money is. You know, so a lot of these organizations, they apply for grants and they get these grants and they have to spend that a certain way. And because I didn't fall into that demographic, there was nothing for me. And so that really kind of opened me up to say, wow, we've really put ourselves into a corner here with helping out some of these families, these veterans. Um, you know, what, what's going on? And then as we went into it deeper and then went longer and further on with, without any help at all because it just didn't exist, um, you know, we decided let's just do it right. Let's, let's just let's put something together and, and get it done the right way. You know, and, and like I was saying, if I called 10 organizations and eight denied me, the two that would take me in when it came to the details of the situation, once we got to my wife and two-year-old, every single time the answer, you know, what are we going to do with them? The answer was, well, there's a city shelter. We can help get them enrolled in that. 
And I thought, but there's no way you're going to put my wife and daughter in a shelter and put me up in here trying to figure out what the VA did wrong. Um, that's not an option. And, and that was really one of the first eye-openers. I was just like, how, how is there not a place that exists that takes the whole family in um, for, for a situation like this? Um, and, and says, sorry, you know, hey, we're the VA. We're sorry we messed you up and changed your whole life. Um, but it was basically a go figure it out now. Sorry, you know, sorry that it happened. And unfortunately, it wasn't a rare instance. While we were there at the campus at the VA where, where they had botched the surgery and they were trying to figure out what was going on, there was another gentleman um, that we ended up helping their family out because he was a Vietnam veteran, walked in on his own two feet, and he unfortunately was paralyzed from the waist down or from the neck down. Just going in on a on a, a surgery, and you know this gentleman lived seventy years of his life and, and walked in on his own two feet, and now he's laid up in a bed for the rest of his life. And they were literally just going to say, okay, uh, we're so sorry, we're not sure what happened, and was just handing him off to his wife. I mean, this guy's 6'2", you know, 280 pounds. She's all of five foot. She can't even get him out of his wheelchair and into the into the car. What, what were they supposed to do? So that's really what opened our eyes and started to get, um, you know, learn about congressional inquiries and started working with a lot of representatives in the local area and start to, you know, develop some change with the way that, that this happens and that, that we're treating these veterans. Um but unfortunately, it's just it's going to take us. It's going to take the community to do it. And that's what, you know, that's what we're setting up with this event. We're trying to get exposure and let everyone know what we're doing, what we're about, uh, that there is a, a different way of, of and a better way of doing uh, business with, with veterans and their families that's coming. Um, yeah, and that's, that's, that's you know, kind of got us to where we are right now. And um, tell us a little bit more about the event, how we can be a part of it, how we can help out. Sure. So the event is uh, its actually in, in Pasadena, Texas. That's my hometown. Um, it's going to be an annual event held out there every year. We have such great support right now pouring in. Uh, we have John Rich that's coming out. He's going to be performing, supporting us uh, in our mission. Uh, we have Jeffrey Steele, Josh Abbott Band, uh, Sweet Tea Trio, Mark McKay Band, just so many you know, comedians, Raymond Orta. I mean, just so many people that are really coming out. And for a first annual event, the fact that we have that type of support and uh, and how large it is, it's just it, it's just really mind blowing, and, and we're really you know really floored by it. I mean, we're excited, of course. Um, one thing that people can do to help you know with this is uh, you know going to setapartfarms.org. That's our website. Being able to kind of see a little bit more about the story, what happened to to my family, and uh, how we overcame that, and what we're going to end up doing to to change that and preventing that from from happening to to other families that are out there. By the way, if you're um, in Pasadena, you got to go ride the mechanical bull at Gillies, right? Well, that's well. They're actually going to have it out at our festival. So you, you don't go to Gillies. Come over to the <laughs> come over to the Set Apart Farms Festival. It'll be there. <laughs> well, let me ask you this because there's a great picture of you in the press release at Pendleton as a DI, and you're like showing the 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 drain hole of an M16 buttstock. You're kind of shoving it in a recruit's face. I just want to know how much were you Lee Ermy from Full Metal and the Island? I mean, <laughs> how much of that was true? Uh, you know that it was. Is, he was good. He was good. He was pretty realistic in that movie. Um, that was a wild, wild three years being a drill instructor. I'll tell you. And that photo, man, that photo's made its rounds. Um, <laughs> I get asked about that picture all the time, and you know what I, I tell people about that photo is, um, it's like you know who the hero is in that photo, or you know who the you know the real macho guy is in that photo. It's not the drill instructor. It's actually that recruit right there. Mm-hmm. It's recruit Parrish. Because that recruit right there raised his hand and stood on those yellow footprints and swore to defend and uphold the Constitution of the United States against foreign and domestic terrorism during a time of war. 
that drill instructor that's in that photo raised his hand back in 2000 before there was anything going on. Mm-hmm. And the true hero is that kid right there. There's a war going on, and they stood up and said, I want to go and fight for my country. That's the hero in that photo. Um, Very well said. Um, for you, though, and I know you were with the 1st Marines and you are with the, the ninth Marines. You were in Iraq and Afghanistan, and, um, you know, we don't even talk about the uh, TBIs, the, the, the PTSD. How are you doing on all that? Uh, so P- well, PTSD was a, it was a tricky one for me. So I left the, the military thinking PTSD was a myth, right? I figured I don't wake up in cold sweats. I don't have any issues. I don't have, you know, I'm fine. I've seen a lot of, you know, I've been five combat deployments. I've seen a lot of things happen to some really good people, some bad things, and I've seen some bad things happen to me and I'm fine. Um, mine, it kind of crept in over time, right? It was a long, long period of time over a course of maybe two or three years after my, my military service. And I soon found myself kind of spiraled out of control a little and, and living a little, um, living dangerously. And, and that's, that's another aspect of, um, of 22 a day that people don't generally talk about because they just, you know, automatically go to the suicide where you're actually killing yourself. And what they don't take into consideration is that lifestyle that a lot of veterans will live that's reckless or dangerous. And, uh, you know, like that's kind of how I was. I wasn't going to do it myself, but if it happened to happen because of the way that I'm living, then so be it. And it's a very dangerous way to live. Um, as far as the way that I was able to overcome it, um, and I was also battling TBI because I did I did receive uh, some brain injuries uh, during my deployments, and I, I was having some speech issues. You know, I had to learn to, to to walk and talk. I was having a lot of vestibular issues. Um, so having to overcome that and and being diagnosed literally in 2012 with VA said by you know 10 years from now you'll you'll pretty much be full blown dementia. Um, you know, here we are 10 years later. Uh, I mean, sometimes I can't remember where my keys are, but <laughs> I think I'm doing okay. Um, as far as that diagnosis goes and a lot of it, a lot of it, um, first I give full credit to God is, is faith was a big part of, uh, of my recovery because I had actually fallen away from, from God and from my faith in combat. You know, they love to say there's no such thing as an atheist in a fighting hole. I became an atheist in a fighting hole. Mm. And that was because I had a, um, kind of had a, a lukewarm uh, foundation in the scripture. I didn't have a good understanding, and so I turned my back on God. Um, fortunately enough for him, or for me, that he didn't turn his back on me come 13 years later when I decided to check out um, and, and didn't do it. And so that was a really big part um, of my recovery as well as uh, my diet. So what I was putting into my body, that me and my wife jumped headfirst into that. I was having a lot of gut issues. I was having a lot of gut health issues and problems out of the military. And, um, you know, the VA's answer was always, well, if you have IBS, so we're going to give you this medication. And that one's not working, so we're going to give you a different medication. Mm-hmm. And that was always their first go-to. Well, what we decided to do was just literally look at food as medicine, that what you put in your body does matter. And, and it does um, drastically determine on, on your outcome of, as far as your physical and mental health. Mm-hmm. And so we, we started to, to change diet and lifestyle, and, and that really we started to really notice, especially with the brain injury. Well, it's a, a really it's a, it, not to cut you off where we, we got to go to a break, but I mean, that's so important. Okay. So important what you just mentioned there about food as well. Everybody, listen, I could talk to Sergeant all day, but go to setapartfarms.org. It's a 501c3. Find out how you can help with this uh, great event down there in Pasadena. Staff Sergeant James Holland, congratulations on uh, what you're doing now, man. It's great stuff. Well, well, thank you. Thank you for having me. 
You're listening to the Rick Tittle Podcast on the 8Side Network. Stay tuned for more. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cb for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. Hey, thank you for that, and welcome back to Sports Byline USA, coast to coast and around the world on the American Forces Radio Network. Speaking of that, it is my pleasure to welcome back to the show Navy Captain Dan Goldenberg. Let me get that again, Dan Goldenberg, and um, he is the Executive Director of the Call of Duty Endowment. And uh, Dan, welcome back. Apologies on me uh, tripping over your last name. It's not that hard. Um, (laughs) You have helped uh, more than 100,000 veterans into meaningful employment, and this is all on the basis of what Call of Duty and the endowment has done. Tell us a little bit more. It's been about six months since we've caught up with each other. Yeah, it's great to talk to you again, Rick. Um, So, yeah, we set a goal um, several years ago to fund the placement of 100,000 vets and jobs. And we just hit it last week. Uh, so, we're, so we're really thrilled about that. And just to put it in perspective, that is literally more than half the size of the active duty Marine Corps. Uh, active duty Marine Corps is about 175,000 Marines. Or uh, to put it in sports terms, that's bigger, that's bigger than the biggest stadium in the NFL, which I think is uh, MetLife. Or we're not quite up to the big house in, in Michigan yet, but we're getting there. We'll be there by next year. Uh, so, uh, yeah, it's a lot of veterans and, and we're just thrilled to have been able to have this impact for them and their families. And when you think about our veterans, more than half are unemployed or underemployed. Is that right? Yeah. So the crazy thing is 60, the latest data we saw out of Penn state is that 61% of veterans are underemployed. And when you get into certain groups of veterans, um, so, for instance, junior enlisted members, those who leave at the E1 to E4 levels, 10% of them are, not, are unemployed and looking for work. Uh, 10% of male veterans of color are unemployed and looking for work. 14% of women vets are not employed and looking for work. And 22% of women veterans of color are unemployed and looking for work. So uh, the picture is not great, despite what the federal government may be putting out about through the BLS Labor Department statistics, they don't tell the picture of the quality of employment. They don't talk about how much you make or whether you're able to pay your bills. And this data out of Penn State does. It really gives a much better sense of how our veterans are doing. And the bottom line is they need a lot more help. Um, last year, we were able to place vets into jobs for one-tenth the cost of the Department of Labor's efforts uh, and get them jobs that almost double the national median salary. Uh, so, it's very clear the nonprofit sector does this a lot better than the federal government. And then when you talk about getting them help, one way is to get them a mentor or a coach, right? Yeah, absolutely. So um, we we learned a lot over the 12 years we've been doing this work, and we actually published a white paper um, on our site. It's called dutyendowment.org slash 100K, um, if folks want to look at it. But um you know, we, we've learned a number of, of really important lessons here uh, through this time, and, and per, perhaps the most important lesson for veterans themselves and 
transitioning service members, guardsmen, and reservists, is you got to ask for help. Nobody gets a good job without help. And veterans who get a mentor or just a qualified professional for free, by the way, we provide all these services for free through our grantees, are two to three times more likely to get the job they want if they get two, if two things happen. One, that mentor or that coach gives them uh, resume review uh, time and interview practice. If they get those two things, you know, that real um, knowledgeable hand helping them prepare the resume and practice interviewing, they are, they are essentially three times more likely to get the job they want. But you got to ask for help, and veterans are um, oftentimes reluctant to do that. But if they go click on the Veteran Support tab on our website, they, our nonprofit partners in the U.S. are the best there is, and their services are completely free to veterans. What about people of color, also women cycling out of the military as well, some of the challenges they're facing? Yeah, I mean, it, it's really sad to see, but their outcomes, the Penn State data shows their outcomes are just not as good as the rest of the veteran population. And we're really proud that our grantees, these organizations that we've screened in partnership uh, with Deloitte, we've been working with Deloitte for years to make sure we, we, we select the best, highest-performing nonprofits, they get much better outcomes. So, uh, for instance, black veterans, those who self-identify as black veterans, um, we place them at double their rate. 20% compared to their 10% representation in the veteran population and quite similar results for women as well. Um, so again, it goes back to ask for help. Come, come to our grantees either directly. Uh, you can look on our website for our partners or through our, you know, veteran help tab. Um, and we can definitely, definitely help women and veterans of color to ensure they get much better outcomes. When you think about your work with the endowment, by the way, we're speaking with Dan Goldenberg, former Navy captain who runs the Call of Duty endowment. Um, you know, it, it's hard to run charities in normal times with the last couple of years with the pandemic and people being a little bit more, um, you know, a little tight fisted, understandably. How, what were some of the challenges for you guys? Yeah, you know, it's been, it's been really challenging <laughs> across the veteran community. Uh, but we're really thrilled the support we've had from Activision Blizzard over the years through Bobby Kotick's leadership when he founded the endowment and their continuing commitment. In fact, they literally, as part of this announcement, committed that they would donate $30 million to this effort over the next five years. So wow. even though economic times have been tough, yeah, the company's um, you know, absolutely maintaining its narrow and deep commitment to helping veterans get jobs. Uh, but you know, I think the Call of Duty players... As an example, other gamers have been incredibly generous through the years supporting our, our efforts, as I have a number of really terrific partners like Pilot Company. Uh, they've been, just to name one, they've been amazing. USAA, they've been amazing over the years supporting our efforts, just really, really committed to helping veterans get high-quality jobs. Yeah, big shout-out to USAA, one of my sponsors. I'm a member uh, as well. So. When you think about Call of Duty players, you know, most people just play Call of Duty and then they stop playing. How can they be a part of it? Well, there's a lot of ways, but um, actually right now, um, the, the most popular uh, pack, the Defender pack that we've ever had in Call of Duty is back. Uh, by popular demand, it's the number one thing we get asked on our social media channels is bring back the Defender pack. Or we brought it back 
Uh, we've got some more surprises like that ahead uh, in the month as well, so stay tuned there. Uh, but if they want to help directly and, and have a good time and, and rock a, a terrific pack in game, they can purchase the Defender Pack. They've already done that. Uh, like I said, we have some really uh, interesting things coming up this month, other ways where Call of Duty uh, players can, can get into the action and really help the cause. Uh, more to come later in the month, uh, but we're really excited about that. You know, I'm sure there are people who aren't in the video game world that are surprised that there is an endowment helping so many vets from a video game franchise. I can't think of another one that has done more for so many people. Uh, can you? I don't think the, the Mario Brothers games have helped so many people. No offense <laughs> to them, but, but I think you guys are number one, right? As far as we know, as far as measurable social impact, we've done the most in the video game industry. Um, not to say that there aren't other wonderful causes that have raised a lot of money, but in terms of being able to go back and show our gamers in the world the impact we've had, we don't know of an example where we, you know, we've been able to change more lives in this industry. So 100,000 veterans and their families' lives are better because of this effort. We're really, really proud of it, and I think it's what gets our whole team out of bed every day to go do this work. Yeah, and you think about those first-year salaries, you add them all up, and you guys hit over a billion? Um, so last year, we hit over a billion. Cumulatively, $5.6 billion since we started. Ooh. So um, that'll buy you an aircraft carrier pretty close to it, probably. <laughs> but, <laughs> but, uh, but, but no, seriously, I mean, that's, uh, that's a, lot of, uh, a lot of impact. And we, you know, we manage every dollar very, very carefully uh, because Activision Blizzard um, covers all of our operating costs. Every cent we raise goes directly to putting vets in jobs. And we're very fortunate. Very few charities can say that. Um, and, and so that's been part of the secret, too, is, you know, every cent's really well managed. Last year, for $547, we put a vet in a job. And again, that's like one-tenth the cost of the Department of Labor's efforts. Um, so much, much lower cost, much better outcomes in terms of uh, starting salary, et cetera. Very cool. My uh, father was a lieutenant commander. Well, he retired lieutenant commander in the Pacific Fleet. And just on a personal note, what was your Navy experience like? Yeah, so I uh, I flew ETC Hawkeyes when I was on active duty for nine years. Uh, and then uh, after 9-11, I literally got out a month before 9-11. Uh, and, and as soon as we got hit, I went back in uh, and became an intelligence officer. I can say that now. Uh, so I was an intelligence officer for... Uh, about uh about uh gosh I guess 19 18 years after that so uh served all over the world uh european the european command the pacific command or indo-pacific command it's called now uh you name it I've, i i i had a really wonderful experience uh uh across the world in the navy what's the difference between a hawkeye and an AWACS? they're kind of the same thing right <laughs> we uh yeah so Without being, without dissing my Air Force brethren, uh, we the 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 Hawkeyes is a uh, carrier-based aircraft, uh, much smaller crew, uh, two in the front, three in the back, uh, same, very similar mission, um, you know. But we 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 are typically the first fixed-wing aircraft that launches off a carrier for everyone else, so uh, we can control the other aircraft and clear the airspace. Uh, but all kinds of uh, neat missions we get to perform uh, with with that bird. How do you, you you catapult that thing off the carrier and you got that horrifyingly unaerodynamic dish <laughs> on the top? How <laughs> with a couple of props? How hard was that to fly? 
Uh, well, I'll tell you, our pilots are, are amazingly talented. Um, they, uh, I, I serve with some incredible people. But, uh, yeah, the, the dome is uh, a neutral aerofoil. So, it, 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 believe it or not, it didn't, it didn't hurt our ability to fly at all. Uh, but, but some of the pilots out there flying E2Cs are, are some of the, the most talented people behind the back of the, the boat, behind the back of the, the ship. Um, it's, uh, it, it's, a good, it's a good bunch of folks. All right, great stuff. And then online, uh, how can people get in contact and uh, with the endowment? Yeah, absolutely. So callofdutyendowment.org. And like I said, uh, they can find our white paper there if they want to learn lessons that we've kind of enumerated for, you know, government leaders, for, for people wanting to donate, for veterans themselves. They're, they're all there, uh, we think, laid out pretty clearly. And, of course, most importantly, if veterans want to get help, they, they go to callofdutyendowment.org and click on the Veteran Support tab. Uh, for those who are employers who want to hire veterans, um, there, there's information there as well. Uh, we're trying to help both the supply and demand side of the problem. And then, of course, anybody's uh, welcome to uh, follow us on social media. Our, our uh, Twitter handle is at code, C-O-D-E, the number four vets, at code for vets. Um, so please uh, keep up with us. We post pretty regularly, and uh, uh, we're grateful for the support. There he is, the executive director of the Call and Duty Endowment, Navy Captain Dan Goldenberg. Dan, great work. Good talking to you again, and uh, let's catch up soon. Thanks, Rick. It's been awesome. All right. I'm Rick Tittle. We'll take a quick break, and we will come on back on Sports Byline USA. This has been the Rick Tittle Podcast on the 8Side Network. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cb for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. Hey guys, back at the playground again, huh? Yep. You know what this playground could use? A wine country. Heck yeah! And some waves, so we could go surfing. Oh, <laughs> ah, love that! A redwood forest would be cool. I'm in! Ah, ski slopes. Let's do it! Um, tenor girl go shopping. Yeah, baby! Wait! Did we just invent California? Discover why California is the ultimate playground at visitcalifornia.com. Tired of restless nights? At Lisa, we know good sleep is essential for mental, physical, and emotional health. From memory foam mattresses to hybrids that keep you cool all night long, Lisa's mattresses offer exceptional comfort and support with free delivery and 100 nights to try out your mattress in the comfort of your home. For a limited time, save up to $700 off select mattresses plus two free pillows. Go to lisa.com slash iHeart for an additional $50 off mattresses and select goods. Exclusions apply. See lisa.com for more details.